Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Welcome into this Golf Channel podcast presented by Top Golf. I'm Rex Hoggard, and it's my pleasure to be joined by Joey LaCava. Joey, thanks for joining me. Beautiful morning, Albany. Uh, I obviously a lot to get to about this season, which was historic on a lot of levels. But before we get to the golf, uh, I've always been curious to ask you this: Who's worse? Which one of these is worse? We're talking NHL playoffs with Steve Sands, a Caps fan, or football with Tiger Woods, a Raiders fan? <laughs> Definitely worse with Sands. It's all I've heard about for the last six months with these caps. And I keep telling them, look, you beat an expansion team, nobody cares. Doesn't really even count. Get over it already. <laughs> all right, obviously a Giants fan. Going to touch on that first. Does Manning have a future with the team? I think so. You know, if I, I'm certainly not making the decisions, but if it's me making the decisions, you know, I'm with the theory that grass isn't greener. You know, you could see when the guy has time to throw the ball, he can still deliver it. He's still got a decent arm. I mean, is he, you know, past his prime? Probably so. But there aren't anybody better out there, in my opinion. Um, he's a gamer. He's already proven that by winning two Super Bowls, MVP, the whole nine yards. So I would love to see the guy back and finish his career there. Um, not from a nostalgic standpoint, because he's had a great history with the team. More from the fact that I think he can still play. Uh, you wouldn't. The Giants have won two of the last three. Right. What's the path to the playoffs at this point? There is no path to the playoffs. If you're a real Giants fan, you're not <laughs> going to sit and watch them and root for them to lose. But at the end of the day, you're okay with them losing because you understand the season's long gone, and you want the best pick possible. <laughs> All right, I'm going to be remiss if I don't ask a couple golf questions. What? Uh, were there any examples that you can think of over the course of 2019 or 2018? where Tiger just seemed different? Either more more at ease with his game, more relaxed on the course, anything along those lines? Um, I, I, you know, I don't know about more relaxed. Um, I think, you know, each week, easy to say now, you know, there was some building of confidence. Um, there was some frustration through the middle of the year, May, June, when he was playing well, and the putter was a little cold, and everyone knows about the fact that he switched putters for a few weeks, and uh, you know, had he putted the way he's capable of, I think he would have won more than once and certainly would have got that victory back in May or June. I, I look at kind of like the TPC Memorial stretch where he played very, very well um, and didn't get the most out of the, out of the rounds because of the putter. Um, but I think at that point, like in May and June, he kind of knew that assuming the putter was going to come around, he putted like maybe not the putt, the 
putter of old in the heyday, but I mean, if he just putted decent, he was going to win tournaments. Um, and then that kind of clicked in, obviously, at the end of the year when he started making more putts, and then obviously capped it off with a great win at the Tour Championship. When everything, and I think I spoke with you about this at East Lake, how rewarding was it for it to come full circle with the victory? At the Incredibly Tour rewarding. I think you know people don't realize. I think they probably get it, but they don't realize how much work he put into just coming back physically and getting ready to play. You know, his days grew longer and longer because he has to do so much in the mornings before a round, so much maintenance after the rounds. You know, and 43 certainly isn't old, or 42 isn't old, but it takes a lot out of you. So his days are shorter in terms of having time to actually practice. Now he just has to get ready for the round pre and post, which cuts into a bit of practice time, which is frustrating for him because he loves to practice. But he also realizes at this stage of his life, with the injuries and stuff, it's more about maintaining, stretching, stuff like that, and just getting ready for a round. Uh, but, there, but there's been times when we've been able to practice, which is great. Um, but I, I'm rambling on, but I think, like you hit on it, it's very, very rewarding to come full circle and just put all that time and effort into it and come out with the W at the end of the year. Was there a sense of relief after Eastlake for both of you and Tiger? I think so because, you know, people are going to you know say, oh, he didn't win, so what's going to happen in 19? So there's definitely a sense of relief. You know, you get that – Get that one out of the way. It doesn't mean you're going to go and win the next five tournaments, but at the same time, it gives you a ton of confidence, and you got the W, which is nice. A year ago, if we'd have been sitting here and I'd have told you the, the year played out the way it did, would you have been at all surprised? Um, nothing surprised me that he, what he does. There was question marks concerning his health. Um, that was the biggest thing. But once I saw him about 13 months ago down in Florida, you know, you could tell it was different. Um, there was still a little bit of apprehension in terms of, you know, going after it. And that, you know, two or three weeks into the regular season, you could see there was no, no more apprehension. He was swinging at it pretty much full. Um, but pleasantly surprised that we're sitting here that he finished whatever. I don't know the numbers. Second or third on the FedEx and eighth or ninth on the money list with a W and, a, you know, contended in two majors. Yes, I mean, pleasantly surprised but not shocked. What's the best on-the-course story? from last year. I asked Tiger earlier this week the shot of the year. I'd be curious what you think his shot of the year would be. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I told him, I, it's funny you say that because I said it's the best shot you hit all year was the second shot he hit on 11 the other day that rolled just barely off the green and ends up making five. But that's... Here at the Hero? Yeah, just a couple days ago. But I mean, it's, it's funny you say that. I mean, there were obviously better shots. Um, you know, the, the bunker shot that he hit on 10 at the British Open pretty incredible that one definitely comes to mind that the was last his favorite round. by the way oh was it really yeah. yeah i mean that to me is a pretty pretty incredible shot uh you know there's plenty if you gave me a second i could probably come up with one or two more but anything uh, on sunday at the pga i mean because everything seemed to be working for him on that day uh i mean you know the the, the, the shot on nine the second shot on nine um basically from the cart path almost with a hanging lie you know, hit their 12 feet, and then on top of that, a tricky read that I think a lot of guys would probably miss Reedy Porter right in the middle. That was a beautiful shot. Um, but there's so many of them, but th those are a couple or three of the highlights. You have, have caddy for a lot of great players, but I would be curious, how is it different being on Tiger's bag versus Freddie? You know, Fred has the rap of, you know, not, you know, being kind of laid back and stuff, which he is, but he's, you know, intense and emotional inside. Whereas Tiger obviously is probably the most intense golfer I've ever worked for, possibly to ever play the game, and he's not a la not afraid to let his emotions, you know, people to see his emotions. Whereas Ty Fred just kind of keeps it in, um, 
and obviously I, I joke all the time, you know, it got to the point where I'd working for Fred, and he's warming up on a range at 7.30 in the morning, and he'd say, uh, Joey, where are we eating tonight? And Tiger's sitting there, okay, where's the pin on one, what's the wind going to be doing, and what do you like off the tee? So there, you know, that, that tells you everything you need to know. What were your thoughts on the match? You know, I've, I've talked to people that watched it who were mostly obviously golf fans, and they thought it went well. Um, you know, looking back, there's a couple things you'd love to change, but I guess from a production standpoint, I guess from what I hear, it went pretty well. Um, but being inside the ropes and working it, you know, my thoughts are, you know, it absolutely stinks to lose. First things first, that's no fun. Um, but looking beyond that, I thought the guys had a good time with it. I thought the golf was decent, not great. Um, I think I think Tiger made six birdies and Phil made three, which is nine total. I mean, I'm sure the people would have loved to see a few more birdies and maybe an eagle or two here and there. But uh, I thought overall it went came across pretty well and the guys had a good time doing it did you like being mic'd i didn't mind that and i understand that people at home want to see that and i totally get that um you know and afterwards people said to me well i wish you had talked a little bit more or yucked it up a little bit more i said and it's funny because they did ask me to you know not be afraid to yuck it up and rough fill up a little bit and get get him going a little bit but at the same time i realized i'm not the show they had this match because phil's had an incredible almost 30 year career and tiger 20 plus year career so you know, it's about those guys, but looking back, maybe I should have done a little more to kind of get the juices flowing f from everybody. But again, it was a tight match. Nobody was more than one up ever. So and they're playing for a lot of money and they both want to win. So again, I don't want to try to skin there and steal the show. And is there something to be said for, and I, I, I kind of heard the same thing and I watched it. Is there something to be said for that's the way Tiger plays golf? That he's not the chattiest of fellows when he gets in, in contention. With, and, without that, a Good. Without yeah. yeah, without a doubt. I mean, people have to understand that and know that he's not going to change because it's a so-called made-for-TV kind of deal. Um, but I, I think, like I said, I have no idea if there's going to be a second one. But if there were to be a second one, I think guys would probably have a little more fun with it. Um, but again, at the end of the day, he's not going to yuck it up all day. That's just not Tiger. And I get that. I think a lot of people would like to see more of the challenges that you had. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's been one of the biggest things people have, good point, have told me. I just don't think they want it to become a sideshow with the challenges versus the actual match. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it was all about the match and who's going to win the match. So you don't, want to, you don't want to overfill it with challenges to the point where it gets a little, you know, like a weekend type of game. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But uh, like I said, that may be one of the things they tweak and have more challenges, a little more ribbing. But I think overall for the first time, it wasn't too bad. What are the, uh, I don't want to say expectations, but from your standpoint, how do you feel going into 2019 versus how you felt sitting here last year going into 2018? From a health standpoint, no question mark. I think you know, Tiger's incredibly healthy right now. He's still going to have a lot of maintenance and stuff like we talked about earlier. But in terms of golf, you know, I, I always expect him to play well or whoever I'm working for. Certainly Tiger, I consider, you know, one of the top two greatest players of all time. So my expectations are sky high it doesn't mean it's automatically going to happen you got a lot of great players playing well they got a lot of young players coming up playing well um you know but i fully expect him to you know continue in 19 what he did in 18 and that means basically contend on a regular basis you know, play a lot of good solid golf and again we, you know, you're always targeting the majors to play well and possibly win but i think if you can play well from day one the rest will take care of itself so I, i've got big expectations target the majors i know that's what tiger does that's what you do when you look at three of the four venues, he's had quite a bit of success on three of the four outside of Royal Portrush. Which one of those do you think sets up best for him right now? 
Well, I haven't seen Port Rush, so I really can't say on that one. I mean, obviously, you always love his chances at Augusta. I know it's been a while since he's had a ton of success there, but he's always, you know, he's got great feelings going there. So you got to always say that one probably first. Uh, and certainly Pebble Beach, I would say those two for sure. Uh, you know, and Beth Page, like you said, he won there. So, you know, I'm really not narrowing it down for you, but I would say probably Augusta National. I mean, maybe that's because that's my favorite venue. Maybe that's why I'm saying it. There's a famous story that when you were caddying for DJ, I think this is right, you guys were two clubs off where he wanted to hit six right. and you wanted him to hit eight. <laughs> right. And has there ever been a moment like that, working with Tiger, where you were that far off? Not really. I mean, usually it's one, not two. Um, and if it is, you kind of meddle it. But I can't recall one where we've had, like, like you said, six versus eight. You know, seven versus eight, obviously six versus seven, but nothing like that, nothing drastic like that. Because the famous one is Greller at the Open with, with Jordan when they were on the range and, and going through all of that. And they were 50 yards off of what each of them both had for <laughs> what right. they thought was the yardage in. Right. So you've never had a moment where you had to think, who's doing the math wrong here? Right. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I've had some strange numbers where you're, you know, you're you know, 50 yards right of the fairway. You can't always get it exact. You got to get, sometimes it's an approximate when you're that far off the fairway, but nothing like to the point where you're 50 yards off, no. Now, this is this is completely work-related for you, and going into next year, the rules change as far as distance measuring devices. The tour is not going to allow them during competitions. What are your thoughts on if that were to change, if the tour were to allow distance measuring devices? Could it speed up play? You know, I'm one of those guys where I don't even know if I would trust it, so I would probably still walk off all my yardages and then maybe zap it on top of it, which would actually slow down play. But that's just me. Some guys would probably be trusted enough where they just zap it and not be bothered with it. But as tour caddies, you still want to get the front number, the carry numbers, and all that. So you're not just going to walk up to his ball and zap it. I mean, you can work backwards and have like 172 total. Then you look at your pitch, you know, it's 69, so you got 56 to the front, stuff like that. But I think our routine is to kind of walk it up through the sprinkler and do the same. So I think that would just be a safety device, so to speak, not that we're screwing up the numbers. And it might slow down play on the tour, but it certainly would probably help play, obviously, on any other golf round. Now, I don't think you guys have been paired with Cam Champ, have you? I, no, I wouldn't know if he was sitting here. Uh, but you've heard the stories. You've, you've seen what he's done. I've heard the guys talking about just this week, so yeah. And it, this isn't new. I mean, DJ and Brooks and right. Tiger kind of probably invented it. it. It's just a new way of playing the game. But do you see a, a, a greater evolution the way the game is played at this level versus maybe how it was played when you started caddying? It's, well, it's definitely a power game. You know, I, I'm back. I'm going back to the 80s when guys like to work the ball, and the, the ball was such that you could work it a little bit more. And I still work for a guy, even though he's kind of a middle-of-the-road guy in terms of age, he's more of an old-school guy and likes to work the ball and still tries to work it. Now it's become, obviously, a power game. The guys you mentioned, they're just trying to overpower the golf course. And they can all hit the shots, but very seldom will they hit you know, less club and work it in there and take something off and cut it. They'd rather just hit vice versa, more club and just pound it. That's just the way they do it now. As it applies specifically to Tiger, does he do that maybe a little bit more than the younger players does? You, you see him maybe sawing off an iron. Yeah, no, he's not afraid to cut it in there and take a little bit off. And he, he's capable of doing that. I'm not saying the other guys aren't because they are. They're incredibly talented. They just don't do it. Whereas Tiger likes to do that. He sees that shot and he kind of like watching Fred as a, as a young kid and Fred loved to cut it and work work the ball both ways but we'd cut it and take something off it and Tiger does enjoy hitting that shot but that's like I said the younger guys have a power game and that's what they want to do and I get it
This is another way to ask a question I've already asked, but which event are you looking forward to the most next year? Good question. Um, you know, my, my favorite tournament to work is the British Open, so I always look forward to that one because um, that's, to me, where it all started. Um, you know, but I'm anxious. I, you know, TPC Jacks is one of my favorites where I think Tiger should and can and has played very well. And then one that I'm looking forward to as well is Genesis because I think, you know, with Fred playing so well over the years, I love the golf course, and I think it also sets up back to the working the ball hitting all the shots in the short and the uh, small greens it uh, plays right into Tiger's hands and he hasn't played there that much and when he has he hasn't done great so I look forward to maybe turning the corner on that one too. Jim good luck with the Rangers. Thanks Rex we need it. All right thanks for listening to this Golf Channel podcast presented by Top Golf. The Golf Channel podcast is available on golfchannel.com backslash podcast and your favorite podcast provider. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.